Fantasy roster. I'm here to talk with you guys, chop it up in another episode of Chop It Up. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about relationships. We're going to talk about anything that's entertaining. That's that's my purpose. I want to entertain people, and I also want to be able to share my knowledge so that those of y'all that are listening can embrace it. If you don't follow me on Twitter or Instagram, follow me at Fantasy Rasa. I post a lot of stuff. I cover a lot of different topics, and it's pretty it's pretty consistent throughout the day. I post memes because I want people to laugh. I want you to enjoy it. You know, we go through a lot of bullshit on a daily basis. We deal with a lot of headaches. And if you can at least step away and listen to somebody that's that's going to make you laugh or that's going to entertain you, that's something that I enjoy. So we're going to talk today. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about the NFL, the NBA, the World Cup. I'm going to cover a few things here. So stay tuned and we're going to jump right into it. All right, y'all. Welcome back. Let's, let's chop up this LeBron shit real quick. Like I said, most of y'all know that I really don't like LeBron. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of dive into why. I'm going to kind of dive into why. But the first thing I want to do, and, and we're going to talk about the series. We're going to talk about all that. Right now, it's a it's a 2-0, uh, 2-0 Golden State lead in the series. They're going back to Cleveland on Wednesday, which is two days from now. And this is a big game for LeBron. But, but let's put that to the side. We'll come back to that. So let's talk about LeBron for a minute. Me and, my, me and a, a close friend of mine were having a conversation, and he brought up a really valid point. So he brings up the point that LeBron's got a lot of pressure on him. Now, this is obvious. He's had pressure since he was coming out of high school, coming into the league. This guy was supposed to be it. He was supposed to be the one that's going to that's gonna dethrone Jordan. He's going to win 10 rings. He's going to be the man. There's going to be no other player in the NBA ever like LeBron James. The pressure right now is at an all-time high. Imagine being LeBron James, right, at this point in his career. The only veteran that he has on his team outside, well, only he's got a few veterans now. But the, and that's Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson. He's got George Hill and J.R. Smith. But if you think about these players that he's playing with, these are these are a one-trick ponies. Lucky if they're two. Tristan's gonna get you rebounds. He'll score for you every now and then. Maybe get you a block, play play some nice defense, defend the post if it's the right matchup. Kevin Love is a defensive liability, but he can he can shoot on the perimeter. He's gonna get you rebounds. Most of the time, he's gonna get you get you what you need to get. But he he hasn't done that in the playoffs very often. George Hill is a liability on offense. Doesn't want to shoot. He's scared. J.R. Smith made himself look like an ass in game one. Right? And, and actually, you know what? Since I'm on that subject, game one, to be honest, yeah, you could blame George Hill for missing that free throw. You could blame J.R. Smith for that dumbass play. But in all reality, on that same possession, LeBron James, the way he's getting gassed up and everyone's calling him the greatest of all time, da 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 All right. You take that last shot. You put that possession into your hands. I don't care if they're double-teaming you. Put that possession into your hands. You're the man. You brought them this far. Speaking of that, LeBron James got so much pressure. And, and I can understand why. It, and you know what's funny? Actually, in that same game, that same possession that J.R. Smith went up, got the rebound, ran back to the three-point line like he was playing 21. There's a replay where LeBron goes to LeBron didn't even know that they had a timeout. So imagine that. Five seconds left in the game. It gets hectic. 
But LeBron's got so much to worry about that he probably didn't even think about the timeouts. And it's sad because he's got to play coach. He's got to play GM. He's got to play. Uh, he's got to tell the people. You got to tell his players where to go on the court. He's got to. He's got to. He's got to uh, encourage them to play well. He's got to be a leader. It's a lot of responsibilities for a man that's been in the league for 15 years. He carried this team through the Eastern Conference again for the eighth time in a row. That's ridiculous. And this time he did it having to, to play like six roles. I could probably list more. So I'm giving LeBron all the respect for that. All of the respect. Don't get it twisted. At the same time, what kind of rubs me the wrong way is calling him the greatest of all time. That's, that's what really drives me crazy. Greatest of all time? And the greatest of all time. You're basing the greatest of all time based on numbers? You can't do that, man. You can't. Let's be real. This is a five-on... Basketball is five-on-five. One-on-one matchups, man-to-man most of the time. Who's defending LeBron James? Nobody. Who's stopping LeBron James from getting a double-double? Nobody. LeBron's did his, LeBron did his part. And usually they say, you know, leaders are supposed to lead by setting example. Well, this man is damn sure setting an example. Unfortunately, the infantry that's supposed to be coming behind him and supporting him is a no-show. But with all that being said, regardless of what happens in this series, and I, to be honest, think this is a sweep. Yeah, you heard it. I think this is a sweep. LeBron deserves MVP, win or lose. Hands down, no questions asked. Hands down like 630. Real talk. He deserves MVP and and there's no there's no one else that's even that should even be in the conversation. He should be unanimous MVP of the 2018 NBA season. He carried this team through the Eastern Conference again. Two game 7s to make it to the NBA Finals. With that in mind, I mentioned that it might, that I see this being a sweep. Why do I say that? Think about this. This man has to play 40 minutes. He has to play 40 minutes a night. He has to defend the team's best players. Play yours. Not play your, play yours. Right? He can't rely on his, his teammates. When they need a big bucket, LeBron got to go and get that bucket. So think about this. Right. These these are professional athletes. And a good comparison that somebody told me was that your body as a professional athlete is like an engine for a car. Yeah. So if you put 100,000 miles on a car. The wear and tear on the car depends on how often you were driving it, how fast you were driving it. The turns you were making, the brake, the, the, the amount of time you were using your brakes. Think about that when you talk about a physical body. A professional athlete of LeBron's caliber, right? So, with that in mind, this man played two game sevens. He got his sweep in Toronto. He's played over a hundred games so far this year in the NBA. In the in the 2018 NBA season, he's got to be feeling it. And then you're playing a team that moves the ball like this. That's instead of shooting twos. On a consistent basis, they're wetting you up from three. Last game, they put up 20 points in the first quarter in the paint. With the team that spaces the floor like that, that's a headache. That's a problem. 
That's a problem. And I said before this series started, I said the Warriors need to start JaVale McGee. They started JaVale McGee. They blew them out by 20-something points. So LeBron gets all the credit for me as far as that. He's the greatest player of this time. We'll say that. After Kobe, and after after Kobe, easily LeBron play LeBron is the best player of this time. And there's no argument. The greatest of all time, of all time, of ever stepping on the court. Your reason cannot be based on statistics. It can't. It's it's based on championships because you're talking about a five on five sport. That's like Tom Brady winning these rings. He's playing 11 on, on 11. He only gets to play one side of the ball. Yes, he's the greatest of all time. He's commanding 11 players as a general of the offense that has to score points. You don't win without scoring points. So, yes, LeBron's going to get you your 25 to 30 every game. He's going to combine for at least 18 rebounds and assists. But if you're three and five in the NBA Finals, three wins and five losses, including a sweep by the Dallas Mavericks, who only had Dirk Nowitzki when LeBron was in Miami with D. Wade, Chris Bosh, and himself against the Dallas Mavericks, a sweep, that's not a good look on your resume. And it's definitely not a good look on your resume when you're comparing him to, to Michael Jordan, who never even went to a Game 7 who every single time he went to the NBA Finals, he won. It was a guarantee if you put your money on Michael Jordan and the Bulls, he was winning. He won six of them. We're never going to... I don't think in our lifetime, at least in my lifetime, I don't think I'm ever going to see a player that's going to win six NBA championships and never lose. So now we're talking, now we're trying to compare this guy because of his statistics, because of his physical ability, because of his dominance right now in the league. To be the greatest of all time with a three and five NBA Finals record, possibly three and six. I can't go for that. I just can't. So even if LeBron ends up with, let's say what, he's 33 now. Let's just say he retires at 38, 39. He's got five or six more years. It's not going to get any easier when you're putting that amount of mileage on, on your car. You're running your engine like that. And I, I've been saying this since day one. And as soon as they did that dumbass trade, getting rid of Dwayne Wade and Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade specifically, like, I, I, I don't understand. Like, I understand, okay, the story behind Dwayne Wade was that he met up with Pat Riley during the All-Star break, and Pat Riley convinced him to, to go to Miami. Think about this point of view. Think about this perspective. LeBron had Kyrie Irving, who he won a championship, Peeled, left, because he wanted to be the man. Dwayne Wade leaves. He already won a championship with LeBron as well. Pat Riley convinced him to go play with the Miami Heat in the same in the same conference. I don't care if he played his whole career in Miami. You already tarnished that when you went to the Bulls, and then you went to the, and then you went to Cleveland. You already it, it doesn't matter at this point. So that couldn't be the reason why he went back to. Okay, maybe you want to finish your career in Miami. But that's pretty bold to do that when you have the best player in the game right now on your team. What I think is really going on is that there's 
that LeBron is going through an ego trip. He knows he's the shit right now. He knows he's the man. But this is the NBA where you're you're the man, but you got other players around you that are getting paid to, that are busting their ass just like you do. They may not be as good as you. But at the same time, like I talked about, all the responsibilities that LeBron has being coach, being GM, and, and, and you're crazy if you don't think LeBron has any say-so on the trades and stuff that goes down in that organization or any organization that he's, winning, he's in. You're crazy. So with all that and the ego that's involved, I think that a lot of these players are starting to say, okay, I can't take this guy. Because imagine being the best player in the league with his ability. He's telling you where to go. He's telling you what to do. And when you're a skillful player and you know that you haven't even hit your prime yet, it's good to take advice. Constructive criticism is good if you can take it. But these are million-dollar athletes. These are cats making bank who work on their game. Maybe not as much as you, but a few of them do. And Kyrie Irving is a bad dude. Dwayne Wade is old. But tell me Dwayne Wade wouldn't be helping this team right now. And LeBron James, if you look at the teams that he wins with, it's the teams that have that guard that can defend and that can score and give you all you. Yo, listen, all LeBron needs is a is a guard that's going to defend, give you 15 points, average 13 to 14. Give me 15. If, give me 15 a consistent 15 with five rebounds, five assists, play some defense, get a couple steals, take the pressure off me so I can rest a little bit, especially on defense. You're in a situation, he's in a situation right now where he's got to do everything. He's got to defend the best players. He's got to move around. It, it. I feel like it's just a lot, a lot of weight on his shoulders, a lot of pressure on him. And psychologically, it's affecting him and it's affecting the way that he's dealing with his teammates. And that's why I think a lot of these players are leaving. Like, who says at fifth? This guy's been in the league for 15 years. He's been eight straight NBA finals, and you just want to, you're going to leave like that? Kyrie, though, Kyrie's situation might be a little bit, little bit different. He's younger than LeBron. He probably realizes, okay, LeBron's probably got five to six years left. I want to play with a young team. I want to be the man. I want to play with a team that I, that I know is going to, to grow. An organization that's willing to make moves to make the team better and keep the team consistent. So I already talked about the Celtics. The Celtics are going to be a problem in the Eastern Conference for the next four or five years. Mark mark my words. But that's why I think a lot of these players are, are choosing not to, to stay with play, stay and play with LeBron. And to be honest, I think I think that would be different had LeBron stayed in Cleveland. He was a loyal Cleveland Cavalier his whole career. I think he would have attracted people to him. And more people would have respected him for the, for the fact that he went through the team's hardships and he's got those rings. Because I'm pretty sure if he would have stayed with Cleveland, he would have ended up win, winning a ring because somebody would have went up there. A couple players would have went to Cleveland and played with him. The ownership... Messed him up on that. Screwed him over. Told him they weren't going to get any players. That would have changed once they, they saw his potential and that they realized all he needed was a little help. But we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about, about this NBA Finals, how I think this is all going to play out. Stay tuned.
Oh boy, is it a big one coming up? Game three? Game three, Cleveland down 0-2. They're at home though. They're at home. LeBron, LeBron only dropped 29 last game. The Warriors started JaVale McGee. Iguodala didn't play. J.R. Smith and the rest of the team were a no-show. So this is a really big game. LeBron can't go down 0-3. It's over if they go down 0-3. Like, this is a must-win. People don't understand how big that, that that end of that game one was because you're playing a team like this. Think about Think about where your morale is as a team. After all that bullshit that happened in game one, I knew the next game was a blowout. I was telling people that. I think the spread was like Cleveland minus 12. The spread went went down from, it was 13 and a half for game one and it dropped. I think it, by the time the game started, it was down to 12, maybe 11 and a half. So, and Vegas knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. Got to follow those odds, man. Got to follow those spreads. They tell you a lot. They do a lot of research. But anyway, so think about that, the psyche of your team. Imagine you're LeBron James and you put up 51 points against the Golden State Warriors. You got a chance to steal a win against the Golden State Warriors game one in the NBA Finals. That's huge. That shifts the whole momentum of that series out of a neutral spot and it gives you the edge. So the last five, uh, five minutes, I think I said five minutes, sorry. The last five seconds well, actually, the last 24 seconds, that last possession was huge. It was huge. Imagine being in the locker room after that game. I could imagine how pissed everyone was. I could imagine LeBron. I could picture LeBron in the corner of the, of the locker room not wanting to speak to anybody, not talking to anybody. He'd even say at his press conference when they asked him about J.R. Smith. I don't know what dope J.R. Smith is on, but, yo, he, he needs to put it down. This is the NBA Finals player. And this is why I'm going back to Dwayne Wade making a big difference here. Dwayne Wade would have had them settled. Would have been like, we've been here before. This is how we're going to handle it. So, game two, right? Think about how this game played. If you actually watch the game and if you actually watch the first quarter, you'll notice that Golden State banged them in the paint. 20 points in the first quarter against a team that doesn't even score in the paint like that. They're a perimeter shooting team. They're hitting you with jump shots because you can't stop Kevin Durant's 20-foot jumper. You got Steph wetting you up from 40. You got your sniper back here. You know, you got Durant, who's the tank, right? You got Clay, who's a damn, who's a damn uh, F-16. You don't, know, you don't know where the bomb is coming from or where, when it's coming, but it's coming, and it's more than likely going to hit its target. It, it's crazy. Draymond hasn't even really had a big game yet, but he's just playing his role. So we're going into game three, we're going into Cleveland. And I think the Warriors may have have found a real weakness in Cleveland. And if you notice, if you watch that game, they did a lot of doubling on LeBron, which makes sense. You double him and you can afford to double him because you because he can't rely on the other players and your team is good enough defensively to be able to double him, recover, and maintain their defensive responsibilities and, and, and keep players contained. So with that in mind, going into game three, 
LeBron dropped less than 20, dropped less than 30. So he, he put up what, 29? I think it was 29, 9, and 10 or something like 29, 9, and 14, something like that. Something ridiculous as usual. So my prediction is LeBron's going to put up 30 plus. 35 is what I'm going to say. He's going to get his triple double. He's at home. This game is going to be close until the end of the third quarter. Like I said, those miles are ticking. They're, they're running off on that engine that LeBron's got. It has to. And then when you play a team that's fast-paced like this, these cats are shooting the ball within seven seconds of the 24-second shot clock, and they're hitting you with threes. Threes, the three ball. And they can hit you with the three ball from 40 feet away. That's a problem. And this is what I was saying before game two and actually going into the series. Golden State, all year, except for the beginning of the year when they were all healthy, remember they missed Steph at the end of the year, weren't clicking on all cylinders. So the law of averages says, you know, basically, if you're below your average, at some point you have to, you have to peak to bring your average back up. I don't even think they've peaked yet. That's, that's what's scary. Steph had a big game. Durant had a, a decent game. Clay had a decent game. Draymond had, did his normal thing. But there's gonna there's gonna be a game where they explode. It's gonna come. I know it's gonna come, because they haven't they haven't hit that point yet, and they've been they they've hit that 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 peak so many times in the past. That at this point, it's past due for that chemistry to mold back together because again you're missing pieces when pieces from the puzzle start go, start start disappearing you got to you got to fit them in accordingly and make it work again and it so and sometimes it doesn't come back right away Steph was having a terrible series against the Rockets that was because of his matchup what is what I really think is because because of his matchup he couldn't really get a rhythm Chris Paul was locking him down you saw what happened when Chris Paul wasn't there so now he's getting defended by George Hill and J.R. Smith. He can't get defended by LeBron because LeBron's got to worry about Kevin Durant. J.R. is going to be sticking with Clay for the most part, but he could switch with George Hill. Like, think about the game script. Tristan, when these boys start dropping threes, you need the three ball. George Hill won't even shoot. J.R. Smith has been broke as shit. LeBron's gonna do everything he's hitting the three ball he knew he had to develop that five years ago when these boys started making runs to the playoffs I mean to the NBA finals so how do you stop that they are they're already two games up in a seven game series they need two more wins they have three more home three, no sorry yeah no two more home games three, no they have three no I'm tripping yeah they got two my bad they got two so I think Golden State should play with a sense of urgency right now. And the and the worst thing for LeBron right now would be I mean I'm not even going to say it's the worst thing. I'm going I'm what I'm going to say is not going to be a good look if this series gets extended. Like I don't think it's going to what I'm saying is not going to get better for him as the series goes on. I don't think it's gonna get. I don't think the game is gonna get easier for him because he's the primary option. You can't even say Kevin Love is a secondary option because he's a no-show most of the time. J.R. Smith, no-show. Why the hell would you get rid of your whole team 
half of your squad to pick up Jordan Clarkson, who's never been to the NBA Finals, Larry Nance, who's never been to the NBA Finals. On top of that, you're not even giving these boys minutes. Right now, you probably got a better shot by playing Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance over Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith on some real shit. At least Jordan Clarkson's going to give you the three ball. Nance is going to give you the defensive production. He can score. He's a hard worker. He's a hustler. This series is done. It's over. Series is done. This is not going more than six games. And don't be surprised if it's a sweep. Don't be surprised if it's a sweep at all. Don't be surprised when Golden State's hoisting the tr trophy again. LeBron's got another L in the, in the losers co column. Three and six in the NBA Finals. And these boys, Golden State right now, I don't think people realize how good this team is. People fail to realize that because they're so uh, they're so into the drama. Oh, Kevin Durant went to the went to the Warriors. He's a punk for that. Da -da -da -da. Don't forget about the other players that try to do the same shit. Paul Pierce, uh, uh, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, LeBron went to Miami with Wade and Bosh. Like th this trend was started a while ago, and. Durant wants rings. Don't be surprised if Kevin Durant finishes with more rings than LeBron James. Then, then we'll see how that greatest of all time conversation changes. Here's a question. Greatest teams of all time. These boys have been to four NBA Finals. I know LeBron went to eight, wasn't with the same team. But these, this squad has went to four NBA Finals. Mind you, they got Kevin Durant included in a couple of those. But imagine if this team sticks together. What are they? They're going to go to eight, nine, consecutively? They're changing the whole game. People don't, people don't really, you got to, when you play Golden State, you have to adjust to them. They don't adjust to you. You want to score in the paint? You want to play that poster bullshit? You want to score twos? Cool. We hitting threes. And we hitting threes within eight seconds of the shot clock if we need to. Like these boys don't even care. On a fast break, they pulling up from 30. Amazing. Amazing. We might be we might be watching a dynasty in the Western Conference and think about the competition that they're going through in the Western Conference. I don't care how I don't give a shit how stacked their team is. You are going through the Western Conference, which has been the most dominant conference since LeBron came into the league. Crazy. And there's gonna be a lot of talk about where LeBron is going next year. I think and talking about that, LeBron's free agency, I don't think. He's, I don't think he's going to make his decision before he finds out where everybody else is going. And don't be surprised if he stays in the Eastern Conference. He's scared to go to the West because he knows the problems there. Think about the small forwards that he has to pick, the players that he has to face in the Western Conference opposed to the players that he has to face in the Eastern Conference. Now, Kawhi Leonard's a free agent. Paul George is a free agent. Things might change. But the outcome of this series it's not a good look for the Cavs right now. It's not a good look for LeBron's legacy. That's what I got to say about that. If you have any questions, if there's anything you want me to discuss, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram at Fantasy Ross. I really appreciate you guys listening. I really appreciate you showing me some love. There should be uh, there should be a spot on here for you to be able to, to drop any questions that you want so you don't have to necessarily go to social media. You can actually record your question. And I'll go through and I'll cipher through the questions and decide on the ones that I want to address. Again, I, I appreciate y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode of Chop It Up. And y'all have a good one.